Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Develop a passion for learning. If you do, you will never cease to grow. That quote is by Anthony J. D'Angelo. And I have to say that I'm someone I consider a lifelong learner. And if you've been listening to my podcast, I'm guessing you are too. And what I want to tell you today is that this is the 100th episode of The Profitable Photographer. Can you believe it? I kind of can't. But when I think about all of the amazing conversations I've had, the things I've learned, the impact that people have said this show has had on their life and their business, then, um, okay, I get it. And this hundred episodes has been a labor of love. It's been work. It's been a joy. And I look forward to the next hundred and beyond. I have thought long and hard about what I could do for this episode. And it's going to be kind of organic because I want to share about some of my solo episodes, maybe things you want to go back and listen to again, and also celebrate some of the most listened to episodes. Before I do that, I want to share a little about why I decided to have a podcast and what has been for me personally during this last almost two years. So I've been in business, if you've listened to a few episodes, I've been in business since 1982. I probably had some small sales before that, but that was the year I got my business license. And within three years, I was full-time doing weddings and the occasional portraits. And then after 12 years, I switched to children. Children and weddings used to be my passion, and I picked weddings as a specialty because I could see how I could make a living at that quickly. There were lots of weddings. There's lots of people to get to know in the industry that can refer me and I can refer them. So I focused in that area. I firmly believe that when you are niche down and specialized, it's easier to grow faster. It's easier to get leads because people know who you are. It's easier when I concentrated on learning to be the best wedding photographer I could be and how to sell and how to market. So it was like I had one business. If I'd been trying to do uh, baby portraits and a wedding, I would have had to have spread myself thin in terms of learning to be excellent in both and figuring out how to market both. So that's a little tip, you know, something I see with my coaching clients that when they are focused in one area, it doesn't mean that if somebody comes to me back then when I did weddings with a baby or a family, I didn't say yes to that, but it wasn't what I created the buzz about around me. So one little tip. Well, I've always mentored people. 
And I made a decision to say yes. If someone asked, I needed them to join the Professional Photographers of America and their local PPA chapter. And there's a women's group that's been going strong since about 1990 that I've been one of the, the active members of. I was part of the original gang and we're still going strong. So if a woman in my area wanted mentoring from me, I would say yes, if they also joined that group and participated. Because the truth is, I can't help people with everything. I'm great with what I do. I know a lot about a lot of things, but more education, more exposure to other photographers and other teachers is highly valuable. So fast forward to maybe eight years ago, I was trying to decide if I wanted to greatly expand my portrait business and my heart kept calling me to coach. And I thought, I can't do that. I built this business. It's going so well. How could I spend my time helping other people as a profession rather than a um, free service that I did for people? So I went to a workshop on goal setting. And at the end of the day, the coach asked me how I was doing. And I told her my confusion and about growing the photography business. Particularly, I will admit marketing and creating a team are the areas that I have not been the strongest in. And luckily, I've still made a great living. Had I done those two things more intentionally, I know I could have easily doubled my income. And because I like to work smarter, not harder, it would have actually been the same or even less work if I created more of a team. So anywho, I was chatting with her about, I had these goals, but I wasn't super excited about it. And she said, well, what else could be in your heart? And I said, I know I'm supposed to be teaching more and, and mentoring people. And as I was sharing that, tears were going down my, you know, those little, the little corners of your eyes where those little rivers of tears happened. And she is someone that listens with her heart. And she said, well, first of all, one of my concerns was financially having built a great solid business, selling my portraits. I was a little concerned about adding the coaching and so number one, she assured me that there can be profitability with coaching. And then she said, number two, because my goal is always to help people grow and learn. When I start charging for it, people will actually learn more. And that was a big, uh, like a big light bulb going off that. So for example, someone that I've mentored for years, I think maybe we're, I call her my friend tour because we're really good friends. I think maybe 14 years, a few years ago, she decided to hire me officially and pay me for my time. And she grew more in that. I think we did six months. Her business grew more because we were focused and I had her on the brain on a regular basis. So that was that's an example of how people grow 
when they pay for education faster. So that was my month, number two that the, the coach shared with me. And she said, number three, Lucy, your heart will not be happy if you don't do this. And I knew exactly what she meant that this had been calling me for a while. And I'd been, you know, just not, not saying I'd go all in. And I spent about a year trying to grow both and realized it was like having my feet in two rowboats, trying to row over to the island. I have this picture of a nice lake with a little island with a beach and that I'd get there much faster if I just jumped in the coaching boat and got my oars and paddled there and let the photography business organically continue, um, but focusing on serving the needs of the, I don't know, umpteen million, 50 million, 100 million people around the world that are wanting to have successful photography businesses or are successful and want to be more successful. So anyway, so that that's how I made that decision to learn and grow and learn how to be a more effective coach, figure out what my superpower is, which if you've listened at all, you know, it's selling wall portraits on the average in person. I sell three to eight wall portraits per client. And you can ask Mid-South Color Lab, ask Dirk, and he will confirm that <laughs> for you. And over time, I put this together and I have a program where it's personalized. There's some core teachings. And because I've been around a long time, I have kind of infinite areas that I can support someone in, or I know somebody that can. So that has been just a great blessing. And I love, love, love watching the success of my coaching clients. So how did I decide to do a podcast? Oh, I left out one thing. When I decided, yes, I was going to coach. And this is a little tip. If you're trying to figure out, trying to make a decision, I said, yes. And that month, three people out of nowhere asked me if I did coaching. So I took that as a clear sign from whoever gives signs, my higher self, the universe, Jesus, Buddha, the butterflies. I don't know who takes care of that, <laughs> but um, yeah, as a magic eight ball, if you've ever had one, uh, there's one answer that says all signs point to yes. So that's how I jumped in and did the work of learning how to be a coach and how to be visible. All right. So podcast, why, how, what was the deal? I was at the Atlanta convention. And if you've been there, the professional photographers of America's imaging expo. And if you've been there, it has this huge out in the open escalator. That's I, it, it seems like it goes down about three stories. And I was watching thousands of people. I think there were 11,000 at this event, just flooding the escalators up and down. And you could see people at the top and the room I was, would stand in, it was full and the trade shows were full. I just was like, how can I reach more people? I just kept feeling like I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. And also 
at the same time, I was realizing how many people I know in this industry. Because when I go to these imaging expo and uh, the WPPI convention and state events, I'm on hugging basis. I can't wait till we can hug some more, but hugging basis, truly heart connection, friend connections with so, so many people in this industry. And I went to a three-day workshop that was about getting on podcasts because I was finding that it, um, it was a great way to be more visible. And the teacher kept saying, Lucy, I think you need a show. I think you need a show. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just trying to sell me something. So I wrestled with that decision. And on the way home from that conference, I happened to stop in in Las Vegas for the WPPI convention and ran into some friends and told them the idea. And each one of them just unequivocally said, yes, yes, you need to do this. Yes, you have a unique voice as a woman, as someone that's been in this business a long time, you're needed. And so again, I took that as okay, whoever gives me signs, that's my sign. And it's been an absolute joy. There's a few things that I expected, and there are some things I didn't expect from having a podcast. One is, of course, what I've already mentioned, which is that I have impacted a lot of people as have my guests in Right now we're up to 73 countries and almost 40,000 downloads. So that makes me really happy. Number two, I'm sure you can guess, is that it helps me be more visible as a teacher and a coach, has helped me get booked on more teaching opportunities. And when somebody hears about me somewhere and they listen to my podcast, it helps them know if I'm somebody that they would like to learn from. Number three, that I did not expect is how awesome it is to sit down with somebody who is fun and smart and has a lot to share and basically get a master class from them one-on-one -on -one and ask them everything I'd like to know. Now, the benefit too is I get to share it with you <laughs> um, and I get to make new friends in this industry. And I also get to have some quality time with people that either I'm great friends with and we get to enjoy a you know one-on-one -on -one, or people that I have known but we haven't had time to just really interact individually so that's been awesome so I wanted to share some names of some of the top shows in terms of how many people have listened in no way is the same that people that I'm not mentioning are not amazing and that, that these interviews have changed people's lives because I hear that over and over again. But I went through my list on my, I use a, a program called Blueberry and I went through the number of downloads per episode. So here are some of the episodes that you might want to go back and listen to. Meredith Rencars talked to us about how to develop a flexible and efficient business model that enables you to thrive in your market or a market you want to be in. And we talk about content creation, networking tips, and top things to avoid when you're 
growing into a new market. You might want to check her out. Another awesome one was with Easton Reynolds. And as we've gotten to know each other and I've been involved in his private groups, I'm just so amazed at all that he has to share. Doing effective Facebook ads, that's his zone of genius. He also helps people learn how to grow private groups that get you to be seen and known and liked. So you might want to check Easton Reynolds out and check his episode out, of course. Bernie Griffith is another great one. And I was um, excited to have a conversation with him because what I'd seen from him seemed left-brained, detailed, and he is that. But he opened up his heart to me and I realized that as with most people that love this industry, we are doing it more as a passion, as a calling. He has what he calls, and in Australia, particularly, they call it the Bernie style Facebook ad. His ads are a little bit different than Easton Reynolds, a little simpler, more uh, boosted posts than actual ads. So you might want to listen. And he goes through the six exact steps with me that are the do's and don'ts of a Facebook campaign that can be really successful. The episode with Thomas Bargilis was also very popular. He is a real estate photographer and he has an organization that helps people get work as real estate photographers. And he goes through lots of great tips in the episode on that. So you might want to look for that. Jeff Danachowski. Jeff is one of those people that is always giving. And he shares about why giving is getting. He's involved heavily in the Professional Photographers of America. He teaches. He serves on all kinds of committees and boards and so forth. He's a giver. So to get you inspired, check out Jeff Danachowski, Dachowski. I always get that wrong. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> and um, I think you'll walk away super inspired. So another great one is Tanya Smith. And she is really big on branding photography. She talks a lot about what it is, how she works with clients, why people are able to be paid really well for this. She talks about packaging and marketing. She has a website, workstoryphotography.com, and a private group called Rock Your Branding Photography Biz, B-I-Z. So check her out and check out that episode. And the number one is Tony Corbell. Uh, I'm not surprised because Tony is not only super well known, but just the nicest man that ever lived. And everybody that knows him feels like he, they're his best friend. And he makes you feel that way. <laughs> he is the lighting guru. And he talks about how to develop the eye for beautiful portrait light things to understand about light and shadow and um, just makes you feel really good about being in this profession. 
Let's see. Another great one was Jeffrey Shaw. Jeffrey has a book called Lingo, and he has a new book that's coming out in May, and I'm going to see if he'll be on my show again. It was such a great interview that I split it into two episodes, and it's all about how we can learn to speak the language, not just words, but visually and positioning ourselves, marketing to people that want the luxury experience. So that one is awesome. A couple noteworthy, Ann Ruthman, Bry Cox, those are amazing. Nicole Bagley. Nicole is the pet photographer extraordinaire and she teaches as well. So you might want to check out that episode and get in her private group if you're a pet photographer, because she's got a lot of cool things to offer. And then my friend, Andrew Helmich, I've interviewed him twice and I'm, you know, he's got so much to share. I'm trying to figure out if I can actually summarize it. One of them is about using video in some surprising ways, like video emails, videos in your Facebook, videos of you doing what you do, doing your work, interviews with people, video testimonials. So he talks a lot about that in um, the episode that was more recent. And he also gives us a little more about Facebook ads and tactics. One of the things that I've learned during this COVID time is that doing, because I'm big on get out there in the world and meet people. That to me is the, the path to finding ideal clients. But because it's been a challenge this last year and you know going on two months now, I found that Facebook ads done right can really bring in those ideal clients done wrong. And it can be a big dud. So it's important to learn about all of that. So the other thing I wanted to do is give you a little bit of an overview of some of my uh, solo episodes. And one of the first ones, it was episode two is a to-do list for a photographer. So it's a great place to start episode Six was a fun one because I give you, I think it's 12 things I learned from selling a skincare line called Jaffra at home as a luxury item to women. And some of the tips were surprising, like don't serve alcohol till the sale is done. And I learned that a couple times with my portrait clients. So what happens if, what happens if we serve a little wine is the brain can get a little fuzzy. And so people either don't pull the trigger and order often, or they overbuy and then regret it later. And that's kind of messy. I learned how to use language words that are descriptive and colorful. So with makeup, it might be, you know, words like creamy and you have a glow and, um, luxurious texture with photography it's instead of a photo it's a portrait instead of a shoot it's a session or a portrait session instead of a package 
uh, just the word collection has a higher perceived value. I learned about listening, giving personal service. Um, so you might want to check that one out. And then I did a fun one. It was episode seven. No, not episode seven, but it's about the $7 donut and why I drove five miles out of my way past probably four cheap and cheerful donut shops to spend $14 on two donuts at a luxury gourmet donut shop. And I break down the marketing, the PR, the, the fact that the fancy donuts, the time had come. Um, example of that in our business is that I had been feeling for about at least 10 years, maybe a little longer, that pet photography was a new upcoming thing. And it's much easier for people to value and understand that they want wall portraits of their beloved pets than it might've been say 20 years ago, because the time has come. There's other people doing it. So uh, there's a word for that. I don't know. It's like proven in the marketplace or something like that. So I break down step-by-step step all these things that this donut shop accomplished that caused me to go across town and have this wonderful experience of this, you know, not just the donut, but the shop and the way that they helped me decide and the packaging and all of that. I have an episode on my step-by-step -step system for selling prints in person. And I know that one, everyone wants to know that. So that was fun. Um, another, another one I thought of was 10 ways to ruin a great sale. So if that is something where you're like, gosh, I think I'm doing everything right. Why isn't this working? Look for that one. And then I was gobsmacked when I read a book called The War of Art. Now, you don't want to accidentally buy the book, The Art of War, which I did the first time. And it's like a thousand year old book by a Chinese, I don't know, teacher. I can't remember who did it. But anyway, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield was about resistance and that just totally rocked my world when I kind of put myself into um, an awareness of how much I resist certain things and why, and then tools uh, to move past it. I did an episode on branding. That's something that I teach and I help people with is figuring out who they are and how to communicate that. Branding is not simply what are my logo colors and what do my ideal clients think is uh, luxury because for me like my mind goes to black and gold and formally dressed and certain kind of studio with Chinese carpets and upholstered furniture that seems like what people would imagine might be um, a luxury experience, but that is not me. And so figuring out who you are and then how you communicate that in a way that attracts your ideal clients, that is branding for me. 
Recently, I did my class called Go Towards the Light. And in the show notes, you can find my YouTube accompaniment to that so it makes more sense. I liked the one on new business challenges that people don't talk about that I find in the first year or two is just really common. Like, for example, issues around friends and family. And there's so many hurt feelings and lost friendships when we start a new photography business and don't know how to handle that. I cover how much I love self-employment as a personal growth activity. To me, it's not just about the money or the destination, but the journey grows us to become the best versions of ourselves. And then recently I talked about the luxury experience and I just kind of kind of brainstormed about what that is. And the more time that passes, the more things I think of that I should have said. <laughs> um, but, you know, anyway, so you might just want to sit down, listen to this, take some notes, look up those episodes or find some ones you love and let us know about it. If you are on the Profitable Photographer page, there's every, every week the latest episode gets listed and it's a great place to make comments. And if you haven't joined my private group called the Profitable Photographer, I would love for you to join that if you're a professional photographer um, or aspiring to be one. And you could make some comments there or some requests for people that you would like. And again, if you want to know more about my coaching or my online sales course, just go to lucydumascoaching.com and send me a quick hello or an email to lucy with an I at lucydumas.com. And I'll send you a link and we can have a chat. No big whoop, you just talk. <laughs> so it has been my pleasure and delight. And I am brainstorming about how I want the next 100 episodes to help you grow and learn and you know how I can have even better content. One of my ideas is to get a guest co-host. I think it would be interesting to hear what people might share or ask the guests besides me. I'm going to be intentional on increasing the community and more contact and so forth. And of course, I would love it if you liked and shared, uh, if you're on the Profitable Photographer page, if you share episodes that you like, if you let your friends know, um, because then it, it keeps more people engaged and it keeps me able to book more amazing, amazing guests. So I'm sending you the biggest hug you've ever known. Well, okay. That's tall order. I'm just sending you a big warm hug of gratitude and support and, you know, everything that goes into a hug <laughs> and, um, you know, wanting you to stay tuned for the next hundred. All right. And I love you all. So that's it for now. Bye. You have been listening to the highly profitable photographer with Lucy Dumas. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.